0: to another installment of the Toxic American Podcast. I am your host, Rudy, Rudy with a permit, if you will, on the Twitters. This is an episode that um, probably a lot of people are not going to enjoy or like based on the subject matter, Um, but that's fine. Who cares? Stuff that I want to talk about, I have a microphone, so I'm going to talk about it. and it's a subject that people seem to have a real hard time talking about, especially lately, and it is a subject that really needs to be talked about and needs to be talked about more, and the title that I came up with for this episode is, Is It Offensive? What is Offensive? Is something offensive because someone took it out of context? Obviously, if you mean something to be offensive to someone and you say that to that person, it's pretty obvious. But I think most of you would agree that the term offensive has become bastardized, like every term seems like has been bastardized, like, you know, everything's Hitler or Nazi if you don't agree with it and you're on one side, hell on most sides it seems like. You know, I remember Hillary being called Hitler during the 2016 election cycle. But when, when someone says I'm offended, you have offended me. If that wasn't your intent, then who cares? You haven't offended them. They're using that generally to try and take back the conversation, trying to win an argument, trying to win a uh, hurt medal or something like that. The Woke Olympics are in town and they're jockeying for a position. Everybody wants to win the gold. But the topic, more, more specifically, is there's been a very obvious rash of anti-Semitism since around, I don't know, October 10th, there was about a two and a half day period in which uh, even the mainstream corporate media of uh, this country, the United States, acted like they were on Israel's side. It's probably like 48 hours or something. I know it's hard to remember that now, but it was there. And there were some early adopters in the Twitter sphere that said, oh, this has to be an op because everyone in mainstream media and the corporate media have aligned and therefore they came to the conclusion foolishly that Israel had somehow created this thing or whatever, complete and utter nonsense. Or they had... As the old libertarians will tell you, they allowed it to happen, just like the United States allowed Pearl Harbor to happen so we could go to war. Right. Anyway, so now that everybody, seemingly everyone's mask is off when it comes to anti-Semitism and things of that nature, This is a a topic that I wrote down probably six months ago and I didn't really know exactly how to get into it and I've come to the conclusion that you just dive into it because, and I think now is the right time with so many people not only marching, it literally marching in the street, screaming from the river to the sea but academia really pulling the mask off and many folks online pulling the mask off and showing their true colors of being just blatantly anti-Semitic. You can thread the needle, if you will, of being somewhere in the middle of your, your pro-Israel uh, or, you know, you can be a Zionist which by the way, there is no delineation between Zionist and pro-Israel and pro-Jewish. There is no delineation there. Zionism, you can be a Zionist and you can also be pro-Palestinian. Now, there are some uh, issues that arise in that uh, meeting point but you as a person with no skin in the game, if you will, and a, a normal American citizen can just say, you know what, I wish no one was fighting. I don't want either side to die. Um, we need to figure this out. You can you can have that position. Um, it's very difficult. But you can have that position. But anyway, the idea of something being offensive. in this... I, like I said, I wrote this down about six months ago because some other drama that had happened where for some reason it was in the mainstream, maybe it was the Kanye stuff, I can't remember, but it was in the, the mainstream talking points of, you know, the, uh, what would you say? The stereotype, Um, I wouldn't call it a stereotype, sir can't really find the word but the uh the myth i guess if you will prevailing wisdom whatever you want to call it that there's a heavy influence of jewish folks in the uh entertainment and media realm of the united states you know you hear the age old talking point it sounds like at this point that the jews control hollywood okay is that inherently anti Semitic to say that the Jews control Hollywood? I don't I don't know necessarily that they do. Is there there obviously there are some very powerful people in places in Hollywood that are Jewish. Most of them tend to be secular Jews, not necessarily uh, keeping kosher, if you will. Which whatever. I Matters to me not whether you are a practicing Jewish, Jewish person or just a uh, secular Jew by birth. Live your life, man, I, you know, you're not bothering me. If you're literally not bothering me, then you're literally not bothering me. But is that inherently offensive to say that an otherwise minority group, if you will, of, uh, of Jews, has a large influence over an industry you could say it was jewish controlled i don't know that that's inherently anti-semitic to say that assuming that is true that there is a a a very large number of jewish folks in charge in hollywood and the music industry and the film industry and, and entertainment more broadly I don't find that to be offensive. I'm also not Jewish, but I also don't find it offensive when it's, you know, oh, there's an awful lot of white people in Hollywood. Yeah, there are. Um, Jews, by and large, for the most part, at least in this country, tend to be of a white uh, complexion. There are also Arab Jews. There are some darker colored Jews, if you will. Um, I don't really, doesn't matter to me what color you actually are. I don't care if you're translucent or so, you know, the darkest person I've ever seen in my entire life. I really don't care what color you are. But I see a lot of people, because anything gets questioned, just asking a question, you get deemed anti-semitic or anti-jewish or anti-israel or anti-this or anti-that let me draw this same parallel to someone i really admire um ben shapiro obviously very um very open about his judaism um keeps kosher uh practices the sabbath all all of the things he uh, obviously doesn't hide it uh i actually uh (laughs) It's funny um before Shapiro had really taken off I remember seeing him you know on uh what was it um oh what's the english guy that I can't stand but he's kind of okay Oh god here we go Hmm. For some reason, all I can think is Jen's pulver and it's not Jen's pulver. What is his damn name? I know you're, there's people right now yelling it. Oh, what is his name? I'm gonna Google it, I have to know it. Piers Morgan, that's the guy. Anyway, so I would see the clips of Ben Shapiro going on uh, Piers Morgan's show, whatever show he had at the time, and doing the Ben Shapiro thing and talking fast and spitting facts and you know doing the things. But Ben has very black hair. And if you're not paying attention or you just don't know, he also wears a black yarmulke, so it looks like he has a weird hairline. <laughs> so, for uh, I don't know, the first year or so, I just thought he had a weird hairline. I didn't realize it was a yarmulke on the back calf. But again, I, I without getting too sidetracked, it doesn't matter to me if he's Jewish or he's Muslim or he's whatever. It matters to me to more how he acts, what he does, um, what he what he promotes with with the thing, you know, the platform that he's built for himself. That matters to me more than what religion he is. Um, Although his religion keeps him very, very grounded and guided, and I really like that religions like that do that, but anyway, um, back to my original point. Ben Shapiro is, again, most of his life seems to be on tape somewhere, digitally recorded, He has said numerous times that uh, African-Americans or blacks in this country are responsible for more violent crime per capita than any other group in America. That there's a preponderance of violence that happens in black communities that is a higher rate than in other communities. Does that make him inherently racist? To, to say that, to cite that, to, to question why that is? Some people will say yes, I don't think so. But Ben Shapiro on the other side has also said that when the whole Kanye stuff came out and he said, the Jews control Hollywood. he said that is inherently anti-Semitic. Well, I don't necessarily understand that that one statement is any different than the statement that he makes about violence in black communities. And I just wanna make this one point about violent crime um, in black community versus white community. The uh, percentage is the same between black and white. Yes, I understand that black people in this country make up a far significant percentage of the overall population than white people, but you're also talking about percentages of percentages. And when you talk about crime, you're talking about somewhere violent crime more specifically you're talking in the neighborhood of there's roughly 350 million people in the United States, and the violent crime rate is somewhere around one to two percent nationally. Um, so you're talking about percentages of percentages. What so many people get held hung up on is the per capita part. Okay, yes, if you're going to say per capita, but per capita doesn't really factor in when you're talking about percentages of percentages. To say that. I think the violent crime rate um, between uh, black people and white people in the United States is something like we both, blacks and whites, uh, account for 40% of all violent crime, uh, respectively. 40% black, 40% white. When you take 40% of, I think there's roughly 13 million black people in the United States, you get a very, very much bigger outstanding number, then you do 40% of I think it's 75 million people in the United States identify as white. So you're going to get a much bigger chunk of a population. But to say that, you know, if I remember right, that would come up to around 40% of 12 million, 13 million, whatever the number is, comes up to something like almost 3 million people well, there's not 3 million violent crimes that are even reported in the United States every year. So to say that 3 million violent crimes happen in the black community, by the black community, is just false, and it's it's ridiculous. But if you say as a per capita, okay, that's kind of your out. It's a shitty thing to do, to say the per capita, because again, you're talking about percentage of percentage. But technically, the data is correct, that yes, as a per capita, whatever but my point is does that make ben shapiro a racist no does it make anyone else a racist even if 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 ben shapiro were black uh if let's let's say it's ben carson if ben ben carson cites the same statistics and says by per capita you're more you know there's more violent crime that happens in the black community than the white community does that make ben carson a racist or an uncle tom or some shit like that no he is citing actual data that exists so if i go and look at how many heads in management um and controllers of hollywood music industry entertainment more broad okay let's say that it's 40 is secular jewish folks well been based on per capita Jews control Hollywood and entertainment industry more broadly I think what happens is is this gets piggybacked on another stereotype or myth that is out there uh, about the Jewish community that they have all of this inherent wealth that exists and that quote-unquote the Jews control the money which that Now we're getting into the anti-Semitic rhetoric when you start talking about Jews controlling the money and banking and things of that nature. If that's the case you want to make, then you have to make that case. But for someone to claim someone is anti-Semitic just because they say, well, you know, the Jews control Hollywood. Okay, maybe they fucking do. Again, I don't I didn't go and look at all of the statistics on who's the heads of the major multimedia companies, who's the heads of of <clears throat> Hollywood Studios and who are the who is the management made up of and what you know, are they Jewish? are they Muslim? are they black? are they white? are they you know whatever Asian? whatever. But if it's true, If there is some merit there, statistically, then you can't say that they're anti-Semitic just by saying that. Now, I'm not defending Kanye in the uh, other nonsense he rambled on about. He's just the example that brought this question into my head of is it offensive? It's not offensive to ask a question that you literally don't know the answer to. Or to pose the question, or to ask, you know, why is it that there's so many Jewish people that are in entertainment, but then in the oil industry, let's say, there's like almost none? And I don't know that that's true about the oil industry, but just for the sake of argument, let's say that that's true. It's kind of a neither here nor there statement, but it might be factually accurate. That doesn't make it anti-Semitic. That also doesn't mean that we need to uh, start some program where we have more Jewish people in the uh, oil and gas industry. But it's also not anti-Semitic, just to ask a question. You know, and, and I see so many... It's almost like a it's its own cancel culture. And it almost seems tied into the... Uh, corporate media narrative that if you're right-wing, you're somehow a Nazi um, or Nazi-adjacent or you're a fascist, and it seems tied into that, and they want nothing more than to jump on that, glom on anything they can to bolster their false narrative of everyone being on the right being either alt-right or outright Nazis. And so I think when people jump onto that and say, oh, this person is anti-Semitic because they said Jews control Hollywood or there's a lot of Jewish folks who are part of Hollywood or what have you. I don't necessarily believe that that is helping your cause for one. Um, I don't believe that alienating people who possibly foolishly said that or had heard that and just repeated it when you when you make them persona non grata, well, you're losing someone who possibly is an ally in the wings. They're just literally ignorant. I've seen so much of it happen here lately on uh, Twitter. There was a a recent Twitter mutuals dust up. Now this one, you know, there was some language used that is uh, not language I would use. And I understand um, those of you that... Uh, I'm not going to get into the specifics, but I understand those of you who blocked that person. Um, I am one that will be... have. I think as I mentioned last episode or maybe the one before, I have blocked a significant amount of people uh, since uh, the anti-Semitism has boiled to the surface. Um, I am not one to block someone who is a mutual of that person I blocked. Now, if you start agreeing with what they're saying, though well, that's a different story. But there's so many quote-unquote mutuals on social media that may have followed because they got followed. It's a mutual follow. Follow me, follow back. May have followed them years ago and don't even realize. that. I mean, I have so many... People that I follow on Twitter that I rarely see their posts, which is you know weird in and of itself. But basically, it's like if you're not in a um, group chat with people you follow who follow you, it's really hard to even know where people stand on things. And so many people just don't really want to take a side on every little thing. So policing your mutuals is a really I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, I don't do it. I don't condone it. I don't engage in it. Um, I don't really understand it unless that mutual agrees with the racist, anti-Semitic, whatever. Or, you know, likes it, retweets it, whatever. I, I That I understand. But just this guilt by association stuff, I'm not a fan. I don't do that. And I've had people that I was mutuals with, we interacted a lot, um, back and forth, even uh, some DM conversations, some private message conversations. And later on they posted something that was really uh, offensive, directly offensive. And I DM'd them back or called them out on it and said, whoa, 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 can you explain this thing? And they doubled down on it and it's like, okay, well that's easy enough, bye-bye. And uh, yeah, moving on. I don't don't wanna see that, I don't wanna be associated with that, so. But I didn't go through all of their mutuals and there were a lot of them and go, hey, did you see what so-and-so did? You better do X, Y, or Z. Yeah, that's not how I hang, that's not me. So, is it offensive? Is it offensive to ask questions? Is it offensive? Let's look at this. This is a very interesting um, thing. In the early 20th century, boxing was very, boxing is still popular, especially worldwide, but in the United States in the early 20th century, boxing was like the most popular, next to baseball, the most popular sport in America. Jewish boxers made up about a third of all boxers in the early 20th century. Another third would have been black as well, black boxers. So you basically had about an equal number, this is professional boxing now, prize fighting. You had about basically an even number of black and Jewish boxers in the early 20th century in America going toe-to-toe, fighting it out. And that doesn't exist now. You still have a lot of black men, possibly women, but I don't watch women's boxing, of black men in the sport of boxing. But there's basically no Jewish boxers anymore. Like, none. Very, very few. Why is that? You know, they call horse racing the sport of kings. I've never heard that talked about, never heard that said about boxing. Boxing generally was a poor man's sport. You grew up in a shit neighborhood, got in a lot of fights as a kid, got into some trouble. Best thing for you was to go to a boxing gym, get your uh, aggression out, or just learn how to fight because you're getting picked on and you're not winning the fight so that you're getting in in the street. Someone's picking a fight with you and you're getting your ass kicked. Well, you get with the right guy, right guys, right training, all of a sudden you got a little talent. Boom, you're in a boxing ring, you're fighting for money. You look at the demographics, you look at the uh, financials between Jews in America versus blacks in America, you're gonna see quite the disparity in income, family income from blacks to Jews. That's what changed. Why did it change? That I can't really tell you, That is a socioeconomic thing. Um, We can get into, you know, I don't think the Great Society Act necessarily uh, applied to the Jewish folks. They also tend to, even the the secular Jews tend to uh, focus on family and education. I would imagine that uh, if you dove into the divorce rates between Jewish Americans versus black Americans, uh, number of households with a single parent versus both parents, I'll bet you see another glaring discrepancy. Um, Religion, eh, might be even, I don't know. But I think that's one of the reasons you see so much anti-Semitism Actual anti-Semitism, not just I talked about a thing so now you don't want me to talk about it or you didn't like it kind of anti-Semitism. I look at someone like Whoopi Goldberg who was pretty much a fool who made a statement some months back about she thought the Holocaust was nothing more than white-on-white violence. I don't think that was anti-Semitic that she said that. Uh, I think that was more black nationalist of her that she said that maybe that's how she really thought and feels. And, you know, she might feel that way right now, but uh, she was educated and she didn't double down and say, no, 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 you're all wrong. It's just a bunch of white people killing each other. She's, she came out and apologized and did all the things. She's still a complete and utter fool, unfunny fool at that. But I I think what you have going on is you have a bunch of groups of intersectionality that have to, they cannot delineate between whatever their intersectionality is and their politics. It's one and the same. Are you black? Are you Hispanic? Are you white? Are you minority? Well, if you're just a white person from Connecticut, you've got to find your intersectionality, which is why you see a lot of the transing of the kids you see a lot of people who claim uh, some sort of LGBT status. Um, they're finding their intersectionality. So when, you f- when you're part of an intersectionality in an intersectional group, this is one of the, the worst things that happened from the 2012 election with Obama was he had to find groups of intersectional people, intersectionality, bring them together as one group Boom, that's how he won the election in 2012. But you fractured the base. You fractured all of these groups of people. So not only did you find the intersectionality, find whatever group they were, you tied their politics directly to it. So now that's why you see the LGBTQIA, whatever we're calling it today group, glommed on to the civil rights movement and the black movement of the 40s, 50s, and 60s, more specifically the 60s, that's why you see that happen. They're, they're couched as victims of circumstance, victims of their own intersectional group, and so now they're technically allies. You see that with, that's why you're seeing, you saw it before, but you're definitely seeing it now of the BLM, the trans, the gay community, not really the gay community, but the BLM, trans, and Palestine movement, and Hamas movement, basically, all being grouped together, because much like Whoopi, all they see is white and Jew is white and white. They don't understand the difference. And they definitely can't be because white is evil, and that's who they're intersectioned against, that's who they've unified as the intersexual coalition against, is white people. So now they're forced, even though if a trans person or gay person went to Gaza, even right now, or the West Bank, or Lebanon, or any number of other countries around there, belligerents, they would be thrown off a fucking roof, stoned to death, beaten to death, whatever, they claim to be an ally of the Palestinians and Hamas at large. You get it yet? So is it offensive to say that? That the trans community is stupid? That they don't even understand where they stand? Is it offensive? You tell me, but I can tell you this, it's educational. And you better figure it out. And everyone needs to understand what's going on and why things are happening the way that they're happening. This is a culture war. This is a class war. That's all it is. Why would anyone who was from a poor neighborhood in the south side of Chicago who Neighborhood is rife with crime and gangs. Why would they find any sort of common ground with a lily white girl who now claims to be trans from a rich suburb in New York or Massachusetts or any other Northeastern place of wealth? They have nothing in common other than being Americans. They don't come from the same place The only thing they have in common is being in the same country and both being human. But that's the intersexual coalition and the dumbing down of America and the commie of America, if you will, through the universities. That's where they come together to fight whitey. These are conversations that are going to have to happen if we're going to continue as a unified country, which we need to. Um, These are talking points that have to be talked about. And these are things that are not offensive to talk about. If you deem them offensive, the only people that deem them offensive is because they want the conversation to stop because there's too much truth coming out. So it's okay to be called offensive it's okay to be called any number of things so long as that's not your intent. I've been called racist, misogynist, homophobic, all of the phobics, all the things. I'm none of those things. I don't care what color you are. I don't really care what sex you are. I don't really care about much when it comes to what you you are other than how you act, content of character, and the way you carry yourself in your daily life. It's about all I care about. Other than that, You do you. I don't really even care about your politics as long as you're not trying to shove them down my throat. So, in closing, I guess that's all I have for today, for this episode. Um, I've embarked on a slight comedy writing career, if you will. I say career. Exercise. So, check my Twitter. I'm going to every Monday, I'm going to post at least 10 jokes that I have personally written. Um, it's pinned on my profile, so you can find them there. Just look down in the comment under that pinned comment, pinned post, and you'll see the jokes. You're free to critique them any way you see fit. And I kind of want you to. Um, other than that, uh, stay toxic, America. I'll catch you next time.